The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hope everyone had an enjoyable weekend. Kim Barnaroot with you live from Studio Lumo SA. Currently 17.7 degrees outside. Lovely spring day here at number one King William Street in the city. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. I'll just say that. Everyone's looking at me blankly. They don't listen. Uh, we're here thanks to Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. I'm here in body. That's about it. Hyundai and IGA supermarkets. How the locals like it. But a man that's always mentally sharp is the Rooch. What's the matter hey. you? Hey, got no respect. Mm. What do you think you do? What? Why you look so sad? Why? It's not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up, you It is a nice place. What better place Where is it? There's KP, one of our sales staff. Where are we, Kim? Tell us for the third time. I did say it twice, did I? Yeah, apologies. Tell us for the third time, though. Well, I I did. I had to work very hard, Roach. Did you miss me on Friday? Did we ever. Did you? Did we ever. Big thank you to Benny Hook from the Sunday Mail for filling in. Did a sterling job, I heard. Yes, he did. Did you have an argument with him? Did you push any of his buttons? Oh, we had a few... Contrary views. Oh, yeah. did you really? What yeah, did you get up and about? Did you put your little serious tone on? Yeah, well, I, I'm very serious about what the AFL is doing, like Damien Barrett is saying on Friday. They have compromised this draft so much, someone needs to rethink it. I shouldn't have asked. Yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't is. have You've got that serious tone today too. Oh. You're as flat as a bush biscuit today. What did you get up to on the weekend? I worked my backside off, Kim. Big time. Manual labour. Oh, great tennis player. Spanish <laughs> tennis player, yeah. I thought he yeah. was a golfer. No, no, Spanish tennis player. Manuel I was told he was a golfer. Well, he can be anything you want him to be, Roach. But I can't Manuel. Im- yeah, I can't imagine you would have worked Barcelona. that hard. What time do you go to bed each night? Uh, 11.30. Oh, well, whoopee-doo. Whoopee-doo. Up at six. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, I kept the pads on all night. I one bet. Night. <laughs> I bet. Big shout-out to the team from McGain Real Estate. They came up to Port Vincent for their um, annual Punters Club Day. We've seen the photos. Wonderful organisation, Roots. They were only some of the photos. <laughs> really? Ooh, we're the incriminating ones. No, nothing, no, nothing untoward. Uh, um, uh, just grown men behaving Irresponsibly. Right. Uh, but that could be a TV no, show one day. It's a, uh, they're a wonderful organisation. So if you're looking to buy or sell your house, uh, they play hard, but they work harder. Indeed. Uh, McGain Real Estate. We love the support they give us. That's why everywhere you go, Rooch. Sold by McGain again. Say the line properly. Sold by McGain that's why again. Every, that's why everywhere you go. Sold by McGain Again. Yeah, I'm going to throw some there. There's a sign that says... Sold by McGain again. That's that's the full credit line. It's five past three, Roots. Let's jump into a good show coming up. 3.35, Tommy Morris will join us. He was a regular with us when we started five years ago. Uh, That's for an AFL trade radio update. Very busy on trade radio. Yeah, three days remaining, Roots. There's still around 15 to 20 trades to be done. What a surprise, Kim. It's the same script every year. We Mm. get to... You know, wipe out our fingernails to get to the deadline, which will be 6.30 Wednesday p.m. Our Our time? time. Yes, 7 p.m. Melbourne time. Mm. I dare say Port Adelaide has 
plan A, B, C and D on the whiteboard and wondering which one's going to fall first. Yeah, well, you only want to do four deals and you haven't done one yet. No. But I think you'll get... firm on a few things. I think at worst, you'll get three done. I would think three will get done. And the one that's going to annoy the most with Port Adelaide fans is when the Zerk Thatcher... Dersma deal is just done as a straight swap. Now, mm. a lot of Port fans, they keep saying it's not a fair deal just to swap them. Well, I'm a little different. I understand where they're coming from mm. on that one, but uh, you need a defender. We're going to hear from a comment Kane made this morning. Now, it's very pertinent, but it's also bleedingly obvious. Mm. Uh, if you don't get these four trades done, it's going to be hard to go to the next level. You're not going to get your organic growth through. Yeah, through Trent McKenzie. You're not going to get your organic growth from Tom Cleary. I mean... In fairness to Tom, anything he does will be an improvement because he's been injured. Yeah. But uh, you really need to get these deals done and uh, it'll give a bit of positivity mm. and some genuine hope for going a step closer next year. At four o'clock, Rooch, we'll be crossing to India. Uh, where are the Aussies playing tonight? Excuse my uh, ignorance. They've I know stayed in Lucknow, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. they're in Lucknow. Yeah. Okay. They, where they've they been struggling, two games. Yeah. struggling with the uh, mm. pitch conditions, haven't they? And who are they playing, Rooch? Sri Lanka. How, how do you say that? Sri Lanka. <laughs> Now you're making it a she um, in a shiri. Yep. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Uh, and last night, Rooch, arguably one of the biggest upsets in the 21st century. Well, it's always England that gets involved in these upsets. They Are you suggesting to... there's a betting scandal going on? No. They would... No, I nearly <laughs> fell for that. No, I was going to nominate someone else that gets into that trouble, I but I won't. I go there. No, if anyone's going to trip over themselves, it's usually England. They did that so to Bangladesh in 2011. Now, mm. Bangladesh does have some serviceable cricket oh. stories, but in 2011, that was an upset. Think about this. You've got Afghanistan that can't play any games at home. We know why. Mm. Yep. It's just not safe to be there. And England, that's the world champs in one-day cricket. So that is an upset of grand proportions. So Afghanistan puts up 284. England replies with 215. They lose by 69 runs. And they uh, are two and one. Sorry, one win, two losses. England. On the table, yes. Yeah. Where we hope Australia will be matched with them at 1-2 this evening. Well, we, we need, need to be. We need to win six of our last seven. We'll check with Bharat for that just mm. to qualify, I think. Uh, but uh, we can call him our man, Rajad Khan, because he plays for the strikers. Yep. Uh, the spinners were sensational for uh, Afghanistan. Uh, Rajad took uh, three wickets, 9.3 overs for 37 runs. That's uh, not a bad yeah. effort in the 50-over yep. game, is yeah. it? So that was a but huge again, upset. The English will say they were entertaining, so it's a moral victory for them. No, Roach, you're paraphrasing there and you're putting words in their mouth. I think they'd be damn peed. They'd be peed off. Let's hear how Afghanistan did it. Yeah! And it is over and Afghanistan have the greatest victory in their history. This has been a remarkable evening here in Delhi. They have outplayed England and a huge smile on the face of their coach, Jonathan Trott, and their players now who gather in a huddle. Absolutely brilliant. It, it is. is great. It is great it for is. the sport. So, Barat will join us at uh, 4 o'clock at 4.15. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, yes. You can have a crack at that. Have you done yours, Rich? Yes, it's all here. Is all it? Written down. Yes. Uh, all right. I wasn't really checking. Just a yes. generic question, really. Uh, 4.35, John Casey will join us. The voice of basketball. We finally had a win. That's why I'm wearing my Sixers T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still run. from last week. It's standing by itself run. at the moment. Roach, give no, it a wash. Come on, uh, a good uh, run. 
Roach. But they're not off the bottom of the table yet. No. A, uh, just quickly in the Sheffield Shield game, the New South Wales Blues are currently 7 for 127. Our much vaunted but then maligned, now brilliant bowling attack doing the job. <laughs> hey? yeah. After we were a little concerned. <laughs> we're back on board. Yeah. Uh, they're 166 runs behind South Australia. Oh, it's eight for now. Oh, beautiful. Matthew Sykes, 22 not out. Uh, another wicket. Yeah, they're eight down. Eight for, wow. Well, you wrote them off very quickly, Rich. Shame did I? Me. Yes, did you I? did. You right. did. We can, we can <laughs> oh, really? To, we can go to the tape and yeah. I'll put the whole 16 copies on it. You were the one that wrote them off after one bad... I don't think we went that far. We well, expressed I, our disappointment. No, you, you did it in a nasty, bitter, vindictive way. You people. Oh, all Richard. of you. All of you. It's just rubbish. I may have put a bit of mail on that. I think you're putting that. a fair bit of mail on it. All righty, let's uh, quickly go around the grounds, uh, Roach, if we can. Uh, the Adelaide Crows in the AFLW have made it seven in a row, but there was an injury. Another oh, tiring of these knee injuries, I know, Kim. so many knee recos. So here's Matty Clark talking about Abby Ballard. No, nah, it doesn't, doesn't look good. Um, anytime there's a knee injury, you're very apprehensive. Um, but we just wait for the scan tomorrow. Uh, but... Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not overly optimistic. No, and he's a good judge because the scans and the results have come in. Her season is well and truly mm. over. I'm going to get to some good and news. It, well, the good news in that was it was, if you can only say only, only the knee, there wasn't any other concern with any other bone damage. Mm. It was first feared on that moment. 42-point so, mm. victory over the Doggies. Roach Port Adelaide yes. lost by 63 to North Melbourne. That was their biggest winning margin ever. Let's hear Clarkey talking about the Crows' unbeaten run, seven in a row. Mm. We're wrapped and, you know, it's uh, the brevity of the season uh, means there's only three to go. So we need to, uh, you know, obviously stay right on task. Our next two matchups, top four sides. Uh, so they'll be pivotal in, in shaping, you know, what the, what the finals look like. But having won seven now would, you know, obviously be very confident we'll play finals which is the first step in any season is to try and qualify and uh, you know we're wrapped that we've done that so um, now we get to get to work trying to get a bit better. Yep and they take on Brisbane this week and they're possibly going well they are going better than Brisbane at the moment. Mm. The big news is Roach you're very vocal about the AFL having a prize for the best side of the minor round. Well they do have the McClellan Trophy. Well it's not for the best team of a minor round, it's of two minor rounds of which one of them is very lopsided in the AFLW. So but is that a polite point, way of saying that you're not happy with this? No, I'm not happy at all. They, they actually need to have a trophy for each of those competitions. Whether they want to have one then for all competitions is another matter, but the way in which Collingwood gets nothing for its minor premiership is still a... <laughs> Sorry. So they've reinvented the McClellan Trophy to mm -hmm. include the AFL and the AFLW and put a million dollars on the line. At this point, Melbourne is leading that leaderboard. 112. 112 points, Adelaide at 100. Now, the fact that you've got Melbourne, Brisbane, Collingwood and Adelaide playing each other over the next fortnight means this is going to be decided with these big blockbuster top four games, which at Adelaide, if it wins both, not only puts itself in the box seat to collect a million bucks, but mm. they'll then equal the world record of nine consecutive wins. The world record. That well, is a world I love record. It. You're talking like the major leagues there yes, in baseball. AFLW, um, which would be an enormous achievement for them. And that begs the question, Kim. Matthew Clark, the way he's spoken about as a senior coach in AFLW, does it lead to some talk about him ever doing it at AFL level? 
Why are you going there? I brought that I up just, last week. I'm just wondering. I brought it up on air last no, week. I'm just adding, you showed no interest last week, well, and I'm now asked. you obscurely bring it up again. Well, I thought it should be brought up at this but, time. Well, it's okay. appropriate. Well, we've got to go to an ad break. But um, um, Does he have interest in it? That's what I'm furious about. Well, we'll get him on and ask him. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd be very good. That's why I brought it up last mm. week, Rich. You're jumping on the bandwagon, are you? I'm just curious as to whether he's... Wanting to do that well, job. Ring some him don't. You know do how some, some don't. journalistic background work. Oh, well, let's interview him. It's <laughs> ben, get him on. Get him on. Yeah. Uh, it's 3.14. Just for clarity, nice summation there, Roach. Uh, the AFLW, it is eight points. So yes. Adelaide would be four points behind Melbourne this week, and as then long could, as Melbourne lose. And leapfrog them again the week yeah. after. All righty. We need mm-hmm. to go to a break. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. We have some massive news thanks to IGA. Your chance to win $800 worth of IGA vouchers. Wow. In Kimbo and the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. We're going to tell you about it next. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfers are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roach. Twenty on a Monday afternoon. Appreciate your company. Lovely day outside. 18.5 degrees. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. And Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Now, talking of IGA, Roach. Yes. Do you know how many weekdays are left until the Melbourne Cup? First Tuesday in November. Mm. I would say there's probably 15. 16. Close. Yes, very good for you. Very good. Mm. So 15... Of those 16 working days, we're giving people the chance to win a $500 IGA voucher, a $200 IGA voucher, and a $100 IGA. How would we be doing this, Kim? Well, we're running a Melbourne Cup sweepstake, Ooh. okay? So first place is the 500 smackaroonies. Now, all you have to do is listen for the cue to call. Now, do not ring now. I know in the breakout radio days, you'd say, this is the cue to call, don't ring now, and everyone rings. All right. When you hear this. I love it. The race course. Yes. When you hear the the starters bugle, Mm. the bugler, give us a call on 1300 736 736. One entry per phone. Okay. But what do you do? Just ring in. Ring in. Simple as that. First five. First five callers. Yep. When you hear the cue to call, first five callers will do it every day. So that means we'll do it for 15 days. On the 16th day, Roach. We draw it. We'll draw it. No, no let me get this right. So you just ring in. That's yes. all you have to do. Yes. No questions. No questions. No driver's license no, needed. No, first five callers through. How simple is this? Yeah, nice sell, Roach. Beautiful. You, you'll be charging overtime. <laughs> all right. So when you well, hear well, it that. It can't be easier. You no. Know, well, we try and keep it simple. Well done. All right. And that'll be drawn the day before the Melbourne Cup. Um, twenty, If there's 24 runners, 24 yes. people will be a chance to win $800 worth of IGA vouchers. All right. IGA supermarkets, how the locals like it. Keep listening. When you hear the bugler, first five callers through. Mm. All righty. When's uh, Tom Morris joining us? Tommy Morris is joining us at 3.35. Well, I love his view on Fremantle. They might have lost a fair bit. They've just lost another one. Liam Henry's just gone to St Kilda. But uh, they what, are what, what loading for? What for? up. What for? So today they've got Lockie Schultz out to Collingwood, which we expected. They get a first-round pick for it. First round for Lockie. Yeah, they get 34 and a first-round pick. 
next year. Next year. They get a first-round wow. pick next year. They get a future second. Well, they swap their fourth round, so they ignore that by sending him to uh, Liam Henry to St Kilda. They are going to have three first-round picks in 2024 next year. Fremantle. Fremantle. So all that they sold to get Jackson in, mm. they did sell a bit. Yeah, they did. They're going to have a fair bit for next year. Well, they got a bit of ground to make up. They well, do. They won't get an immediate result. We well, never know. You never know, but they probably won't. Hey, just quickly, we mm. need to go to a break. We need to be on time for Tom Morris because yes. he has a doctor's appointment. Um, Stephen Silvani, better known as Sauce, He's working for the Kilda Footy Club. Uh, what Dougal Howard, your boy. Mm. I get worried when Let, players get moved on to a third club, Kim. Well, let's uh, don't look at me like that. I only had two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear Sauce. Well, you tried with Westies too. No, or a jumper at training. Let's not let's not go there. <laughs> um, here's Sauce talking about Dougal Howard. Yeah, he, he'll be a saint next year. It's interesting. His name has been thrown out there. Um, I don't know where it's come from through the media, but certainly, yeah, he'll be a saint next year. <laughs> Blame the media for everything. Well, he was attached to North Melbourne all through the weekend. Why wouldn't you have another crack? Well, they need a defender, but I don't. Would know. you bring him back? Uh, well, I'd bring him back. You know, I would, but I'm not sure others would. Well, what was the problem again? Well, he, he wanted to be a defender. And Ken didn't see the way in which they were to play their roles. Uh, Dougal, Ken wanted to play him up forward as a pinch hitter every now and again. I think there was a bit more to it, though. I think it was also when he did play in defence, Dougal had a certain view of how to play it and Ken had a different view. Oh, he was coaching. Well, there's a few of them around, Kim. Oh, There's a right, few of them okay. around. I thought he was low maintenance. Including another one that's been put on the trade table by Port this year. Which one? I think Bryn Teekle had those sort of views too, that he knew more than the coaches did. Really? Oh, that's what I'm told. He was such a gentleman when well, we I'm spoke to him. We need, we need a fair get... insight on what the playbook should be. Really? When mm. you've played two AFL games. You t- <laughs> well, you've got to have confidence, don't you? Well, you should. All righty. We'll jump into a break. Lots, oh, more to, lots more to come. We're going to hear from Kane Corns. who makes some very salient yeah. points. Uh, obvious ones, but uh, they're sensible ones. They're yeah. coming up. We're here thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for what? The game. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Right on 3.30, Kimbo and The Rooch, thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Just a reminder, it starts today. Kimbo and The Roochie Roach Roochers, Melbourne Cup sweepstakes, thanks to IGA. First place, if you get the winner, in the sweepstakes, $500 IGA voucher. Second, 200 Third, 100 All you have to do is ring, not now, but when you hear this cue to call. Should not miss that. That'll be coming up in the uh, next or oh, the next uh, hour and a half. Few texts coming through, Rouge. Um, now this one says, "Will you read my message, please?" Yes, I will, Robert. Uh, the Australian cricket team will not beat Sri Lanka tonight. They are a rabble. Why aren't the media stating the facts? That's from Robert. Well, I don't think anyone's been saying that we're going well. No, no. Yeah, Seems uh, to have gone from one extreme to the other, Kim. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get beaten tonight. Mm. Uh, Travis Head's over there now. I think he'll be joining them for training later in the week. Might be all over by then for us. And then they should just park him, shouldn't they? Now, Roach, um, if he's ready to go, he's ready to go. Okay. Uh, we're talking about the Shield game, Roach. Yes. And uh, we're a little bit more optimistic, given our bowlers are going well against New South Wales. Mm. 
and we have a lead of about 70 runs. Uh, boys, the Shield game, exclamation mark, they haven't won it yet. Once bitten, 100 times shy, unfortunately, and that is from Lindsay. Mm, hello, hey, Lindsay. One of the biggest events on the weekend, Roach, was the running of Australia's now richest race. It has been for some time. That's the Everest. It's worth $20 million. A horse called Think About It won the race. Think about it, strides up, private eye, Espion are trying to work into the clear, I wish I wins running behind them, he needs room as Think About It takes the lead narrowly, Think About It from Cylinder, private eye, I wish I win, Think About It in front from I wish I win, Think About It, Think About It won the Everest, beat I wish I win, private eye third. The all new Hyundai Kona is here, bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Thirty-six on a Monday afternoon. Appreciate your company. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Beautiful day outside. Currently seventeen point five degrees, and we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Before we get to our next guest, interesting text coming through from Costa Roots. Listen to this one, and I hope Tommy Morris is as well. It was reported today that Adelaide offered pick fourteen and a third round selection for Harrison Petty. If they really want it want him, then offer pick 10 and 14. It will get done because it enables Melbourne to get up to pick one. We got two first rounds for Lever and the same for McGovern. Proven key position players at a young age come at a premium. Pathetic by Justin Reid. All right, we'll get our next guest to comment on that. It is time to talk trade. Uh, brought to you by CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download the CMC Invest today. You got to know when the whole... Oh, yeah! And a gentleman that's been holding and folding brilliantly on AFL Trade Radio over the last week or so is Tommy Morris, and he joins us now. Tom, thanks for your time. Kimbo, the Rooch, it's good to speak to you both again. Yes, it's great. We appreciate it. Did you hear the text I just read out about uh, from Costa regarding Harrison Petty and Justin Reid being pathetic? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I, I, I'm not sure who reported that he's, they offered pick 14 and a, and a third rounder, so I haven't seen that. Um, that would being seem reported. short, wouldn't and it, Tom? That would seem incredibly yeah, well short. short. But, but, yeah. but I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of school, but I, I think I've seen most things that have been reported yeah. Yeah. over the past week and a half, and I, and I actually haven't seen that being reported. And there is someone um, called Costa who texts in trade radio quite regularly as well. So I'm wondering whether it's the same person. Probably and is. With the greatest respect, he's been off the mark a few times. All right. What okay. about his second part, though, saying offer 10 and 14 and it would get the deal done? Do you think it would? No, it wouldn't. No. no. Okay. 10 and 14 wouldn't. And you, could, you, can, you can have your opinions over whether it should get the deal done, but Melbourne is resolute that um, there's nothing Adelaide can give it that would make them uh, even consider allowing Harrison Petty to walk to the Crows this so Tom, year. And that's their prerogative. He's got two years remaining on a deal. So he's got two years and he goes into free agency when it ends on that deal. This one probably has some extending chapters after this trade period, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, mm. as you would know, Roach, um, AFL football trade stories and player movement stories are littered with examples of players being unable to get out one year then leaving the next year. Exactly. I mean, Rory Lobb and Bobby Hill are very... Recent examples, Bryce Gibbs was, an, was another example a few years ago. Um, Radagalia this time. for that to happen. 
Radagalia. Radagalia right this now, time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, assuming he can get out. I mean, <laughs> it looks like he will, but yeah. we don't know quite the mechanics of it. But, you know, I agree with you. I think um, I think this will be even more prevalent in 12 months' time if yeah. Harrison Petty still has the same feelings because Melbourne won't quite have as strong a bargaining power. Yes, they could hold him for two full seasons, but mm. there is more examples of clubs allowing players to walk as pre-agents than, uh, I guess, double pre-agents, which is what he is now. All right, Tommy, we know we've got you for six minutes. You have an appointment. There's a lot to get through. There's still about 15 to 20 deals to be done. Four of those belong to Port Adelaide. Soldo, Sweet, Zerk Thatcher and Radagalia. <laughs> uh, give us some percentages. How many of those are going to get done? <laughs> You've got me for about eight or nine minutes. I've got an appointment oh, for my broken finger, right. so well, just you can have me for a bit longer. Yep. Breathe. I think, um, oh, look, it's very hard to give percentages, but I, I do think that uh, the Jordan Sweet gets done. Um, What's it cost? I think uh, Ivan Sop, uh, uh, what does it cost? Mm, not much. I think it just gets done. I think it's a, yep. you know, a, a future third or a third round pick. Mm. I don't think it's going to be too complicated yep. at all. Uh, maybe some pick, Maybe some later pick swaps. Ivan Soldo just depends on Richmond, but a bit like Melbourne with Harrison Petty, Richmond need to come to the party. And at the moment, they're being pretty resolute that he's got a year to go and he should stay. So I'll, uh, I can't say whether it's going to get done or not, but all, all I can say at the moment is it looks highly unlikely, unlikely. even though Port are hopeful okay. and Ivan Soldo is hopeful. Um, Zerk, I think Zerk Thatcher and Dersma get done. How? Um, I really Straight do. Straight swap? I, I think... Well, I think straight swap's not off the table. Port are talking a, a tough game, and that's fine. Um, and I tend to agree with them that Dersma's probably more valuable than Zerk Thatcher and that Dersma's contracted and Zerk Thatcher's not. But I think in the end, uh, a player swap gets both clubs what they want. And when there's two players involved, very rarely do deals not get done because instead of um, you know leaving one player out to dry, you'd be leaving two players out to dry. So the bargaining power goes down. Radigalia is the most interesting trade mm. of the entire period for me. Um, I think both teams are going to take it really deep. Um, I don't think Port are going to fold. I, uh, who knows if Geelong are going to fold. <clears throat> but in saying that, even if it doesn't get done in the trade period, I still think there's a pathway for Radigalia to get to Port via the national draft or the pre-season draft. And the reason for that is that he has uh, told Port and Port are aware that um, he won't be doing a medical anywhere else. He's not going to do a medical at Hawthorne and North Melbourne and any other club that's above them um, on the draft board, which means... It's going to be a significant risk for any of these clubs to pick up Radigalia. I mean, very rarely these days would a club bring in a play without doing a medical, even though he doesn't have any sort of serious injuries on, on, on the face of it. So that's sort of where those four sit. But I think Port, um, uh, without doubt, the most interesting club this trade period. They don't have a lot of draft capital. Mm. Um, they don't necessarily have stacks of salary cap space. They've got clear needs they will fill. And at the moment... Um, They've been trying, but they've they've uh, they've been unsuccessful in filling any of them so far this trade period. Yeah, and Tommy, just on Radigalia, if you listen to Chris Scott, you'd you'd think he was a five-time All Australian. Um, Costas <laughs> just sent through a text. He said Cal Toomey said it in regards to the uh, those draft picks earlier. So uh, we'll blame Cal for that one. The blame other Cal. Cal's very good. I haven't seen that. The interesting one, you would think a future second from Melbourne from Shane McAdam seems a fair trade. Why is that one being held up? I understand Adelaide wants yeah, players, I, I, but surely they can see that's a deal that's got long-term benefits for them next year. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think what they see is an opportunity to maybe get more, and then they could revert back to that. I mean, it could just mm. be a bargaining, a bargaining um, tactic for sure. You know, like a like like what Geelong are doing for Radigalia. They, they might end up accepting pick twenty-five for mm. Radigalia, but why not push the other club to? 
try to get more. But yeah, on the face of it, I think um, I think a second rounder is uh, is about right for Shane McAdam, and it might end up that way. I mean, I think most party, certainly in this side of the border, the Melbourne Football Club is pretty confident McAdam's going to end up there. But again, it could just take some pick swaps and some manoeuvring. And Roach, I think you understand better than most. That, you know that there is what you see on the surface, so mm-hmm. the, the draft picks and the players that, that swap hands, and what you don't see is behind closed doors, which is the CEO and the footy boss and the president and the board telling these list managers to push for more. Mm-hmm. And as one list manager said to me yesterday, you know, this deal is probably about right, but I've got a boss to answer to and I can't be seen to lose. So the optics are also very important. Well, talking of pushing for more, the Lockie Schultz deal was done today. Did Collingwood pay overs? Um, well, maybe, again, on the face of it, maybe. But, I mean, they get the player in that they want. Mm-hmm. He's in the right age bracket. They've targeted him. They clearly feel like they can um, they can get better with him there. And, yeah, they gave up pick 35 and a future first-rounder. And Freo will be hoping that, um, that, that the pies slide next year. But I quite like how Collingwood do it. And I like how Sydney do it this trade period as well. Go in, get the deal done. Yeah, you might lose 40-60, you know, as a, as a ratio. But... Um, at the end of the day, Collingwood have a proven, you know, known quantity that's come in, and um, they've given up draft picks which they don't particularly care about, given they're right smack bang in the middle of the window, and they still have pick 19 this year. So I, th- I think both clubs have handled that pretty well, and Freo also get a pretty good deal. <laughs> the Dockers have three first round picks next Amazing. year yep. and two second round picks, and it's not even the end of this year's trade period, so they're stocking up. Now, I don't think you dislike Roach. I, I, I hope you don't. But if we were to put his life on I this... Love oh, if we were to put his life Hello. on this next question, all oh, right? <laughs> Roach's life is on the line here. Goodness. Who ends up with pick one? Ooh. Um, well, first of all, don't be confident putting your life on it. Maybe just put your arm or your leg on it. I don't want to, um, I don't want to see your life end, Roach. But I think, I think West Coast is more likely to hold on to it. Um, really? I don't think it's going to change hands... Yeah, I don't think it's going to change hands this week. And, you know, who knows? We might see an amazing trade before the draft or on draft night where pick one changes hands. But it's going to take something exceptional, exceptional for West Coast to trade pick one. And the reality is that North Melbourne want to hold on to two of the top three picks. So at the moment, there's a a real gap between what West Coast are willing to trade for and what North, North Melbourne are willing to give. And Melbourne is probably a fair way back from that as well. So you're saying it won't happen now, but come draft time, it could happen. Yeah, it's more, I think it's more likely post-trade yep. period. Um, I mean, uh, the rider on all this is things can change in, with one phone call, but the way things look at the moment is that um, if pick one's going to be traded, I think it's more likely to be after this week. And, of course, clubs have the ability to do that now as well. They can trade draft picks after the trade period. Mm. Tom, just to go back to Radigalia, that notion that he won't do a medical mm. for anyone else, where does the AFL step in on that one where you know, we, we keep hearing about you know an equal and open draft massively compromised as it is, but surely they can insist that he have an independent doctor from the AFL do a medical, and that medical's available to every club that's considering it. I would have thought that uh, would That's be a, a really basic. good point, Roach. And it's pro- yeah, it's probably something I need to follow up. I just know that he won't do a medical at those clubs. That was the extent of my information. But you make a really valid point. Having an independent doctor is, um, yeah, I would have thought is it was something that I'll ask the question of. Tommy, is there going to be anything mm. left field or anything happens at the 11th hour? Are we going to have a few deals that oh. get down to that last half hour? Are there going to be any surprise packets or do you think everything's out there and on the table at the moment? Well, I thought that last week and then Jack Gunston said he wanted to go back to the Hawks. And that's not happening, is all it? The play, 
Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. I think there's still a chance to happen. I think Hawks are, the Hawks are posturing nicely. Okay. And Roots, you would know this as well. The, re- the reason is because the, the language from all the journalists saying that it might not happen is exactly the same, meaning they're being fed exactly the same bit of information, mm. which is the Hawks are prioritising Chole and D'Ambrosio. So mm. I, would, um, I would not leap too far of that. I still think it's, it's a good chance to happen that Gunston goes to the Hawks. Okay. Um, but no, I can't think of any fresh names off the top of my head. Um, we've chased... Between Sammy Edmund and me, um, we've chased just about every single player you can think of, and there's been a lot of myths and a lot of rumours. There's about 20 players that still need to find a home, um, and I think there's going to be some fireworks towards the end. Talking about uh, myths and rumours, uh, did you ever hear anything that was remotely close to the truth regarding Ollie Wines or not? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting one. The only, uh, oh, You know what? Oh, as far as I could get, the Sydney Swans... Mm. were looking at edits, their, their, um, their, coach, their coaching group, this is weeks ago, if not longer, were looking at edits of a variety of different inside midfielders around the mm. competition, and Ollie Wines was one of them. <laughs> but that was as far as I could... As, far, far, as they should. I mean, they're casting the net wide. I'm sure Taylor Adams was part of that as well. Paddy Dow. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they had others on the list too. So, um, no, it's been denied by everyone that Ollie Wines could leave this year. But it was the sort of story that I was chasing for a while there, but I've, I've moved on now. Wines will be staying. It's been pretty categorical. What about the other three Port Adelaide players who keep being mentioned of Lysett, Hayes and Cleary? And Fantasia yeah, as well. well Fanta makes it four. Fantasia was mm. the other one that's yeah, in that well, mix. I think, I think Fantasia gets to the Giants as a rookie. Yeah. Um, Cleary's contracted, isn't he? Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. But so, told he can look through his options. Yeah. Told he can look. I can't see why North Melbourne wouldn't go after Cleary, given they've lost, lost Mackay. But I've got no fact to put around that opinion. Yeah. Um, Hayes is just waiting on um, on what's happening what's happening with um, Soldo yeah. and also Sweet. And I guess Lysette's in the same boat there. Lysette, I think, has some interest from a few clubs um, to be the second ruck, but I don't think there's any gaps left to be the number one ruck. So um, who knows? He might stay as well. But I think it's unlikely that Hayes and Lysette will both be at Port next year. Mm-hmm. But still a chance that one of them will be there as a backup to whoever Sweet or uh, Soldo comes in. Tommy, last one, we promise you, you know how this works. Texts are coming oh. through thick and fast. Uh, can you ask <laughs> Tom about Cam Rayner? Now, I haven't heard this one. Cam Rayner. Oh, yeah. No, that's a rumour that's a rumor that's been flying around. I actually heard it about six weeks ago, and I, got, and I spoke to the Lions, and they just laughed. There's no way. We to Geelong, it's saying. To Geelong. It's saying to Geelong, another text well, has come through. Yeah, I mean... There's rumours everywhere, um, but as far as I can ascertain, that's not true. And the Lions wouldn't chase him. He's contracted. He loves the club. This doesn't mean that the Caps or another club might not chase him. Mm. Um, but I'd be I'd be absolutely floored if uh, if the Brisbane Lions agree to trade Cam Rayner or if he wants to go. So I don't think that's true. And I have chased that over the last 24 hours. Love your work, Tommy. You work harder than anyone. Great to have you back on the show. We appreciate your time today. Good luck over the next two and a half days. Thanks, Kimbo. Thanks, Rude. Speak to you later. Tom. There he is, Tommy Morris from AFL Trade Radio. Thanks to CMC Invest. Does that put the Ollie Wines one back in its box? Sure. I think for now. I don't think it will go away. It'll be very dependent on the year he has this year and oh, you where mean he plays. Future trade period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I, think it was a real one. This one. I, I think. I think it's real in terms of it should be part of other clubs' conversations, based on the fact that they look at Port Adelaide's midfield. How many midfield minutes will he get? Yeah. With Drew, Rosie, yep. Horn, Francis, Butters. Yep. Um, and, and that's not having a crack at uh, Ollie at all. I, and, I love him. And, and he I'll, would have been more suited, as we'd said, ages ago to the SCG than many other grounds. 
I'll be intrigued with Ivan Soldo's final discussion with Richmond in the next 24 hours as well because well, he's making it very clear to him. Yeah, and you can keep me for a year, but I'm going after that. It gets so silly. Do it now. Then he's out of contract. That's right, and, you and they have You're no bargaining walk. power yeah. whatsoever. So, but we know how they play the games. Um, yes. Well, Kenny Rogers does that well yeah, for us in our intro. Kimbo, no one to hold him. No one to fold him. One more text. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, Kimbo, why hasn't Petty come out and stated he wants to stay at the Demons? Because uh, he's got some Mark. genuine reasons to be yeah. in Adelaide. If There's a deal no could be done, that. he's more than happy to come, and he'd yeah. be getting a. Hell of a lot more money, Roach. But either way, he wins football-wise. Other issues, yep. he'd be better off in Adelaide. But that's he's got a two-year well, contract to serve. Like you said, that's another story that won't go away. No, no, that will unless be back he does, up next year. Unless he does another deal, which I wouldn't imagine he would. No, I think we're talking yeah. next year, it becomes even more, more viable real. for Adelaide. And Love they're going to have some – well, they're going to have some big decisions, Adelaide, because – they're going to have academy picks, father-son picks, mm. trade picks. They've got a bit to work with next year as well. Gee, hearing a lot of good stuff about Scotty exactly. Camparelli's yeah. boy, who will go well, to Carlton. 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 Son, well, last time I said that, someone had a go at me. That was Roach, if anyone wants to have a go at him. <laughs> but right. it's traditional now. Well, I think it? it's a bit of fun. Yeah, Carlton. Carlton. Yeah, some people don't have a sense of humour, Roach. Uh, 3.52 it is. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Don't forget, we've got our Kimba and the Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstake and our cue to call coming up in the next hour or so. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Three fifty-seven. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. A great chat there to Tommy Morris too. Our trade radio update. Thanks to CMC Invest. Talking of trading, Ethel from Ethelton says, "Rucci, I would trade you for I would trade you for a second-hand gopher." Hmm. I'm not sure. Well, Ethel's go. presumptuous. That suggests that. She owns me and she can trade me. She doesn't and she won't. I think, Rooch, uh, <laughs> this is you playing hard to get, uh, get when you're not coming from a position of strength. <laughs> I, I would be taking Ethel at 94 years of age if I was you. Uh, what have we got here? Well done, Desi and Management, for deciding that what this show needs is more horseplay. Oh, boom, boom. Oh, hey. oh Mario, very funny. And look at that. That was the cue to call for uh, Kimba and the Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. First five callers through. We'll be doing it every day. Phones have gone crazy, Roots. That is good news. Lit up amazingly Yeah, they have. Now, you want to talk more about Taris and Petty? Well, I want to get these percentages right. So when this all began, you had Harrison Petty as a percentage to come to Adelaide? 70, wasn't it? It was 70. 70. No, hang on. Wow. When it was first put on the table. I knew how keen they were. Well, that's understandable. You're putting okay. a million-dollar deal in front of you. Exactly. So I went 70 in 12 hours, Roach. 12 hours. It crumbled. In 12 hours, I went down to 15% chance. 15. So yeah. that meant he was a... 85% chance not Staying to, to Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tim Lamb is Melbourne's list manager. Is he? he was asked the percentage game as well today, right. and he made it very clear. We know they've had an ongoing interest throughout this period in Harrison Petty, and it's obviously been out there that Melbourne's been adamant that they will not trade him his contract until 2025. Do you want to put that on the record definitively that, that he's not going anywhere in this year's trade period? 100%. That's 100%. 
Hundred percent. Always get worried when people are so, so definitive and hundred percent, no wiggle room at all. I don't think uh, he'll go anywhere no, now, Roach. But now. Uh, I, I next year is interesting. Next year, I think a massive chance, and yeah. obviously because if he doesn't resign, he's a free Melbourne, agent. Yeah. So um, and that was very childish of me of making lamb, exactly. lamb noises yes, there, Roach. It was all in the quest of humour. Hey, the first five callers have got through. Stop ringing. We'll do it again tomorrow. That's for the IGAs. Kimbo and the Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. So if you get through each day, there'll be 75 eligible Roach. We'll do the draw on the Monday before the grand, oh, the Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup. Well, it's the grand final of long-distance racing, true, isn't it, true. in Australia? And uh, 24 people will have the chance of uh, winning up to $500. Mm. All right, 4 o'clock news next. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. They've been baking people happy since 1853. Beautiful day outside, 17.2 degrees. Just a reminder, the good, the bad and the ugly coming up shortly. And John Casey after the 4.30 news, the voice of basketball in Australia. And good to see the 36ers have opened their winning account route. They are now one and four, though. That is not good. They've turned the corner, Kim. Have they? Yeah, they're uh, coming with a rush. No, no, well, you, you, your nose is growing. You haven't convinced me. Oh, that's the end of that enthusiasm, isn't it? Well, I think I think they're it was, coming. It was manufactured enthusiasm, no, Roach. They are not I got going excited that well. by Saturday night. It was a great comeback. Well, you shouldn't have. They beat a bottom side. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go to someone with more <laughs> logic than you. He's universally loved. Yes. He uh, and he's over at Lucknow in India because Australia take on who, Roach? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. He can't say it. Bharat Sundarasan joins us. Bharat, who's Australia playing tonight? Uh, they're playing Sri Lanka, and rarely in my life has someone come to me for logic, but, well, I'll try my best. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. How were you as a tour guide the other day as you took the Australians around the ruins? Why didn't you take them to the gardens? Oh, no, I did. I did. Good. I mean, I took them to uh, uh, the, the Lucknow residency to start with, uh, mm-hmm. showed uh, the, what the English did there. Uh, then I took them to, uh, I mean, I call them the ruins, but there's uh, some sensational parts of history that were, uh, uh, you know, played out in Lucknow over the years during yes. the British rule uh, and yes. during the Mughal, Mughal rule. And speaking of British rule, how, how much fun was it to see their empire crumble yesterday? <laughs> oh, no, we wouldn't we, laugh at that. We wanted to ask you about we that. Um, where that. does that rate in the biggest upsets in the 21st century of cricket? Well, I think right up there in terms of uh, being our, in terms of how com- comprehensive it was, mm. um, this wasn't one of those upsets where uh, the uh, un- like the team that is causing the upset just gets over the line or sneaks to win. This was a proper pace thing that England received. Uh, I thought Afghanistan were terrific uh, with the bat to start with, but then you had that uh, bad feeling that they were letting the game slip away in the middle overs when they had the uh, collapse, but. Uh, credit to them for putting up 285. And um, as the Aussies have found out a couple of times so far in this tournament, just some of these pitches, when they do dry up and they start turning, it's really difficult in the middle over. And um, yeah, I mean, England had no answers. And uh, that's a 
69 run win is big and it also pushes England to the brink almost at this stage. You cannot afford to lose like a team to Afghanistan uh, as good as they were yesterday uh, at this stage of the tournament. Now it's uh, they'll have to win most of their games from this point on as well. Well, can you simplify the math for Australia? Do we have to win six out of the last seven to qualify? At least. I mean, just look back to what happened in 2019. New Zealand uh, got into the semi-finals or snuck into the semi-finals with five wins, but they they also had one washout against India. Uh, so, um, minimum five wins for sure. But I think just how um, uh, the top three teams at the moment, India, New Zealand and South Africa, the rate at which they're moving away from the pack, uh, Australia just has to stay in touch. I mean, they can't be start playing catch up a bit too late. And I think in a way it, it works for Australia. You back them to beat Sri Lanka, who played two good games but haven't got over the line. Uh, Pakistan, uh, from experience, generally get a little rattled after a loss like that to India in a World Cup. So mm. maybe Australia uh, have them for the taking. And then you have the Netherlands. So if Australia can be three and two after five games, then I think they put themselves in a, as good a position as any. Uh, to get over the line. Uh, but, yeah, they'll have to start by winning tonight. I mean, they cannot afford to lose tonight. Well, before we even get to the first ball, Barat, what will the Australian selectors do? Will they surprise us, shock mm. us, or prove that they've tied themselves up in knots? Um, <laughs> I think they'll just stick to, uh, with what they uh, put out there against South Africa, is what I feel. Uh, but, look, there is some good news. Yes. Uh, with Travis Head uh, scheduled to arrive in the country, in, uh, I think in the next three or four days' time, okay. uh, where uh, I was told he will recover with the team. He's not 100% still, mm. uh, but I think they've, they're happy that he's reached a level where they feel uh, he can recuperate and rehab while he's traveling with the team. And the one thing you do get with Travis Head, apart from being uh, a brilliant batter, is he brings energy to the side. And yeah. you just feel that this team can do with that energy. Uh, you know, especially after a pretty flat start so far. What about the lineup in terms of any thought of adjusting any more with if they stay with what they have, or are they just going to hope that it clicks this time? Mm. No, I, th- I just think uh, they're hoping that it clicks uh, this time. Yes. Uh, look, Mitchell Marsh was looking really good with the bat before he came into this tournament. Uh, I mean, he's found ways of getting out in the first two games, so he's. He's, he seems hungry to kind of get that stride in. And look, Sri Lanka have the kind of bowling attack that, at least on paper, Australia should have no issues against. They're missing two of their best bowlers. So mm. uh, I think the fast bowlers bowl at the kind of pace which Mitchell Marsh uh, loves to attack against. So if he can give them a start, and I think everything else falls into place for them. But um, yeah, that middle order, we've spoken about it a lot in the last few weeks. Uh, they just have to... You know, give them time and hope that they come good because they haven't uh, come good consistently enough in, in, in recent years. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I can't see any major uh, changes in the playing 11. Stoinis stays, English stays, and I can't see them tinker with a fast bowling attack, which means none of the three reserves get Hey, Barat, we'll ask you about the yeah. uh, conditions and the pitches very shortly. Let's just have a listen to Pat Cummings talking about the fact that they are struggling to adapt to the conditions. Yeah, it's 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 a tricky one. Um, you know, even cricket, the T Twenties played over night, so it's a bit it's a bit different to T Twenty cricket. Um, it's yeah, find these wickets sometimes hard to read as well. Like sometimes they look terrible and they play beautifully, and the opposite. Sometimes they look flat and they end up spinning. So um, it is tough. You just gotta yeah adapt on the fly. Sometimes the same for all twenty two players out there, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and adapting on the fly is something a lot of these Australian players are doing 
uh, in terms of playing 50-over cricket as well. I mean, they don't play it too regularly, and not to a lot of players around the world. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, they'll just have to somehow find a way of putting runs on the board. Uh, I, they're the only team so far who failed to get to 200, uh, which in a tournament which has scored, seen scores of 400-plus and 300 being chased down, or 350 being chased down, uh, tells you everything you need to know about uh, why Australia really haven't come to the party so far. So, uh, like I said, perfect bowling attack for them to do it against. And also, just the way the pitch behaved the other day as well. Pat Cummins elected to field. I'll be very surprised if he takes that call once again, if he wins the toss. Mm. Because the ball was doing all sorts under lights for Rabada and Ngidi. And if Australia can bat first, um, get anywhere close to 300, I think the fast bowlers can then really dictate terms under lights. Uh, and give them that first win that they desperately so seek. Bharat, did you savour the great rivalry between Pakistan and India? And did India take some liberties, particularly with the way in which they use the ground announcer? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it was a little uh, farcical, to be very honest. Uh, you know, you... Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, you play them uh, or post them on a ground where there are three Pakistani fans sat there. Um, <laughs> and, and like Mickey Arthur said, you don't even like, play there, you know, nah. Dil Dil Pakistan has become sort of uh, an anthem for Pakistan cricket. That doesn't play. And I'm a little disappointed, uh, very disappointed with uh, the the Indian crowds uh, who did, you know, flood the Modi Stadium, uh, booing Babar Azam, not cheering for Babar Azam, getting to a 50. I mean, I know it's India-Pakistan and all of that. I mean, but I I mean, as a fan, especially, aren't you going there to watch a good game of cricket? Uh, Yeah, it it was disappointing. And some of the, I mean, I won't get into the political side of things, but some of the, I'm sure you guys have seen some clips of uh, certain chants being directed at the Pakistanis. It's just, more than anything, it's just disappointing. I'm yeah. sure, uh, I really do think uh, India can do better than that. Yeah, agreed. Bharat, we had a text from Robert earlier that said that Sri Lanka will win easy tonight. Take it to the bank. Uh, what's your tip? Oh, look, uh, uh, when I was asked to make predictions before this tournament started as to uh, what could be a, a, a banana peel game for Australia? I had marked out this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was there in Sri Lanka last year. Where I thought Sri Lanka played some really good 50-over cricket against Australia. Um, but again, look, I said if Australia can bat first and make runs, they can put pressure on Sri Lanka. The same goes for Sri Lanka because, uh, yes, there is due, but they have those tricky spinners and the likes of Tikshana and Daranjay De Silva have such good uh, match-up records against uh, some of the top Aussies. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm not at all suggesting that this will be a cakewalk for Australia. Uh, and it could well be the slip-up that uh, they are so keen to avoid. Because, like I said, at the start of the show or start of my call, you just can't afford a slip-up now. I mean, if they slip-up now, um, mm. yes, they can still get through, but you're really, really uh, stretching it. Yep, and your confidence wouldn't be that sky high with three defeats in a row. Barat, always enjoy chatting to you. Look forward to your coverage on SEN tonight when Australia takes on Sri Lanka. Enjoy the game. Sounds good. Thank you so much, guys. There he is, Thanks, Barat Sindaras, and just living the dream he is, the big fellow. Yeah, he enjoys it too. He does. Well, I'd hope so, Reach. Oh, yes. Getting paid to call cricket. Yes. And tour India. See the ruins of luck now. Well done. <laughs> really? No, they are good to see. Are they? No, they are, Kim. Wouldn't it's they be great... better if they weren't ruined? No, because <laughs> you can imagine what they were like before. It's great great history to it. Uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. I think I'm the ugly.
The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And we love Balfours, no matter your club's colours. Balfours are for the game. Got the holsters strapped on, Roots? Yes. Oh, aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) And you actually look the... Oh, Sorry. Uh, you actually looked the part with the big mustaka, the big handlebar the hat. Can you wear the hat indoors for this? Yeah, you can. Would it be rude? No, no, no. Hat no, indoors no. is rude. No. But that's bothered you before? When you've been assassinating people in the advertiser for 35 years? Oh. You, you worried I've got about Mother Teresa you, alongside you're me You're worried now. about people's feelings all of a sudden. A <laughs> uh, number of good no. texts coming through. Phil, I've read yours. I'll read that out very uh, shortly. The good, the bad and the ugly, you can have your say. Send a text, 0427154166. Good? Yeah, you're good. Well, it's obvious to say Afghanistan, and we should say it, shouldn't we? <clears throat> Acknowledge yep. it. But the real yep. good for me is the way in which the Australian Diamonds, our national netball team, Ooh. with all the pay issues, the way in which that negotiation is just going nowhere, still live up to their professional standards by beating New Zealand twice, Mm. take a 19-point lead into the two-test series in New Zealand when they're not even sure where their money is. I like that, Rich. I think that deserves a round of applause for our women in the netball team. And a few other Australian national teams could learn from them, Kim. I had that written down as well, Roach, along with Afghanistan and the uh, Crows AFLW program, seven wins in a row. And I think the good as well. It's my mum's heavenly birthday today. So happy happy birthday, mum. The bad, Roach. Well, I asked Barat about India's behaviour during this great grudge match with Pakistan. Mickey Arthur, who we remember as an Australian coach some time Mm. ago, Mm. puts it very succinctly this way. Uh, look, it, it, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I said up here. Like, it, it, didn't seem, it didn't seem like an RCC event tonight, just to be brutally honest. Um, it, it seemed like a bilateral series. It seemed like a BCCI event. Um, I didn't hear Dildal Pakistan coming through the microphones uh, too often tonight. And all I'm waiting for now is Eddie Maguire to do a podcast complaining about it, like he did when Collingwood played Brisbane in the grand final, mm. took exception. Well, he does one with uh, Jimmy Bartell. Um, yes, Rich. I'm Bring waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Bit of for him to work have with. a go at India for the way in which they've uh, taken over the World Cup. Uh, my bad, Rooch, is um, Port Adelaide's AFLW side losing by 63 points. I don't think there was any expectation outside anyway that they'd beat North Melbourne, who are no. a very good side. But 63-point losses in the women game, not acceptable. Come on, girls. I think they are a, a little bit better than that. So that's my bad. Uh, you're ugly. Also in the AFLW landscape, so West Coast were absolutely smashed by Melbourne, 82 to 12. And Michael Pryor walks into his press conference without even being prompted mm. and put on the table that the AFL or AFLW, whichever executive you want to line up here, has made a monumental mistake in having the Premier play the wooden spooner of last year. Well... I'm not sure that's how fixtures are supposed to be no. rigged, are they? No. I know it's a 10-game yeah. season, which is wrong in the first place. Mm. But that's the luck of the draw, so to speak, isn't it? And, and I, so agree. I get and his point. I understand what his point is, but this competition 
can't be split into two divisions, can it? I agree with you 100%. So how do you know the difference between the two, so, you know, the bottom end and the top end if they don't play each other? Exactly. And so, so we do have some happen. issues here. Yep. And that's where Port Adelaide and West Coast Eagles, that was a game that Port Adelaide should have won. They were inaccurate again a yes. couple of weeks ago. But uh, no, they need to be able to play each other. So people have to know what the gap is so they can bridge it. And someone yeah, needs to deal with point. it. Uh, my ugly, if anyone were following the races on the weekend, there was a horse called Amelia's Choice in the last. Well, our little punters club over there. In the last of what? In the last, last race route. Where? In Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. Yeah. Caulfield, was it? Yes. Right. Uh, yep, wherever it was. Yep. And I'd had a few. Uh, oh, yeah. it's obvious now. <laughs> yeah, our little punters group, we had it all up. All up the favourite in the last Amelia's Choice. It didn't have to win, Rich. Just had to come first, second or third. Where did it finish? Oh, about fifth or sixth. So that's how ugly. Remember what you're gambling Ooh. with. All righty. We've got uh, this week's Unmissable Moment coming up thanks to Drinkwise. This is Kimba on the Roach. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roach. Standing in the Hall of Fame. 4.28, IGA Supermarkets proudly supporting inclusive sport. If you're looking to buy some food, Roach, groceries, IGA, people Best people to deal with. You with me? I was there yesterday. Were you? Yes. What'd you buy? Sultanas. <laughs> Dried. Did you? That was it? Rosellas love them. Oh, you bought them for the Rosellas? Yep. Eat them out of your hand. It's lovely. Yeah. Yep. You've had people eating out of your hand for years, right? Oh, too kind. Kid. Here's a text. Uh, <laughs> boys, this is from Phil. This is a good one. Uh, boys, I don't get the attraction with Ivan Soldo at all. He's not overly durable. He's coming off a plantar fascia, mm. and there were reports of one of the reasons he didn't get to GWS was an underlying knee issue. Port's game plan is heavily reliant on a fit, durable, competitive ruck. Soldo doesn't move the needle in our favour one bit. Vasava Radagalia is no better than Borlase. He's just taller. They both might be great deals not to do. That's from Phil. Right. I'll have my little bit on that. I think Vasava Radagalia is better than Borlase, especially at the moment. I think maybe long term he will be as well because he gives you flexibility. He can be a defender. He can be a forward. He can certainly play in the ruck whereas Borlase can't. Exactly. The other one's interesting with Soldo. What's the age demographic difference? So Soldo is 28. 28. Lysette is 31. 28 when? In, in April. In April. So yeah. 27 so years. So I'm old. talking about year in the year of 2024. Okay, so be 28 a 28-year-old versus a 31-year-old. So that answers a bit in itself. Uh, I sort of half agree with Phil here. I think they're very similar type of Ruckmans. They're heart and soul Ruckman. But an three extra three-year gap would lean it in favour of uh, I'm not Solo. sure. And the medicals are concerning on both fronts. Yep. Although Scott Lysett was very, very confident that Port's best and fairest that he's got enough time to get this right. As he would be, Roach. If you're selling a second-hand vehicle, you'd that. say it's ma- running magnificently, that. wouldn't you? Um, if both of those two ruckmen were completely 100% fit and going head-to-head now... Oh, I don't think call. No, yeah, there's not a lot between That's them. A great call, that one. Yeah, they're both... Be a com- genius to split that. Both competitors. Good text, Phil. We like Ooh. it. Hey, this week's Unmissable Moment, thanks to Drinkwise, Roach. This week's Unmissable Moment. I just said that. Hey, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. <laughs> well, if you were at the Entertainment Centre, what we wish to dub the Crush House, you would mm. have been very nervous at three-quarter time when the Sixers were behind. Yes. And not looking at getting on the winning circle, but our good friend, Trent Flowers, who... Tretton Flowers, who we interviewed, what was it, about three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. He stepped up in those frantic final 10 minutes. He put 
18 points on the board to save the Sixers. And this is how it unfolded, Kim. McCarran, spin move. Flowers for three. He couldn't. Oh, yes, he can. Red hot. Take a bow, young man. Oh, yeah. This crowd are on their feet for one man. Trenton Flowers. We lit it up. Nine-point like win for the Sixers. They're on the way, Kim. That was believe our, me, they're uh, on the way. I don't believe you, Reach. I'm oh. sorry. I think you're carried away by one win against the bottom side, but someone more qualified. <laughs> well, Reach. I know. You're treating people like idiots out there. <laughs> I want to have some enthusiasm for the Sixers. You're just an insincere human. But thank you. <laughs> John Casey is not. He will give us an accurate assessment of where the 36ers are. He's coming up after the news reach where he thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the... The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Thirty-six on a lovely Monday afternoon. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Quick text before we go to our next guest. This is from Simon. It might be Simon up in Noosa. I'm not sure. I think it is. Uh, boys, if a club was to take Ratagalia in the first round of the draft, does that mean he is tied to that club on a three-year contract like a new draftee? Ah, my Portwood National Draft. If Ratagalia signs Form B... And says on there, six years and I want, give me a figure, Kim, just any figure. Oh, oh, oh well, 750. All right. Well, that's it. Whoever then drafts him has to honour his commitment on mm. that form. Now, if he doesn't sign that, they can get him and put him on whatever terms they wish. Yep. But, you know, if it's national draft, there'll be a heap of clubs that are saying, well, they're committed to young players and they'll let it slide to 25 and Port will get him at 25 and Geelong go empty-handed. If it goes pre-season draft, I can guarantee you, Hawthorne will be there, Adelaide will be there, mm. North Melbourne will be there. Oh, they all got picks now, before Port. Now, Rich, I don't take sides, but as I said before, imagine if Adelaide oh. poached Asava Radigalia. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be good for the first showdown? All right, let's talk <laughs> basketball. Our next verse, I, I guess I spoke about Asava getting 750. It's petty cash for our next guest. Exactly. Tell you, he's that good. He's the voice of basketball around the world. What was his voice like at three-quarter time? Uh, totally under control. Totally under control. But he was confident that Adelaide would beat the Illawarra Hawks. Um, they did it eventually by nine points. John Casey joins us now. Hello, Case. G'day, Kimbo. G'day, Roots. Nice to be with you. Yes. Uh, you're in the studio live with your lovely wife, Kylie, only a week ago, and you said Adelaide wouldn't have any problems with the Hawks. They did, didn't they? No, they had no problem. It's Ooh. all about entertaining the fans, keeping <laughs> them excited, making it close. And no, anyone can win from wire to wire. But coming from behind at three-quarter time and looking like you're in trouble and then winning just uh, yeah, adds a little bit of spice to the flavour. Oh, I right. doubt that was oh, right. CJ's plan, John. <laughs> so you, you got, nice try. you got them playing finals now, have you? Oh, <laughs> nice well, try. Look, I don't know about finals, but what I can tell you is the 36ers are undefeated when they wear pink. <laughs> yeah, we get that. But uh, you are grasping. You're yeah. as bad as Re- Reach is trying to sell us the fact that uh, they're back. Yeah, they've turned the corner. Yeah, I, I don't think so. So this weekend they take on. Well, this week Thursday night they take on South East Melbourne Phoenix, and uh, Saturday night the Perth Wildcats. How are we going to go? Well, they're both in the same Look, uh, group as us, aren't was, they, John? I thought I was talking to an expert. I'm just trying to load this up. They're in the same bottom group as we are, John. 
Look, I think uh, I watched the South East Melbourne Phoenix win against Tasmania on Saturday night, and I also saw Perth uh, lose to Melbourne on Friday night. So, look, these are two games that are crucial for the Adelaide 36ers because they're home games. Now, they can mm. beat the South East Melbourne Phoenix, no doubt about that. And Perth are vulnerable at the moment. They were disappointing yesterday against Sydney. They've lost one of their imports, Christian Doolittle, with injury. So this is an opportunity for the Adelaide 36ers to get a mini run going here with these back-to-back home games. And so maybe uh, from 0 and 4, they can go to 3 and 4 before they undertake uh, the next away trips, which is to New Zealand and Perth, which are going to be difficult. Well, that, well it would be nice if it happened. It would certainly get everyone up and about. Um, Trenton Flowers' performance, could this be the launching pad for something special? Well and truly, it's a very good point you make, uh, Kimbo, because, look, he's had his drama since he's been here. He's only an 18-year-old, Trenton Flowers, and he arrived with a massive reputation, and they talk about making him the man, making him the new Josh Giddy, throwing him the ball, starting the game as a point guard, and, look, he just wasn't ready for that. He's a young guy who hasn't played professionally before, so... Uh, they really threw him to the wolves to a certain degree, mm. a sink and swim, and I'm not sort of against that, but when you realise that that's not going to work, then you have to adjust and go back to plan B. And more impressive than his performance on the weekend was the fact that he was able to adapt to that and accepted that. As a young guy, he could have well well and truly just thrown the toys out of the cot and said, well, look, oh, you told me I was going to be this and that when I came here. Now you're telling me I'm not. I don't want to play anymore. But he didn't. He's knuckled down, put his head down, worked hard, and he was rewarded on the weekend and as you say, 23 points. He hit five of five from deep, lit it up with 18 in the last quarter to win them the game. And to put that into context, he'd scored a combined tally of 11 points in the four previous games. Now he's unloaded with 23. It could be the start of something big. And Liam Santa Maria, who brings these players, the next stars to Australia through the NBL, well, he's told me he thinks Trenton Flowers is every bit as good as any of the next stars that are going uh, around at the moment. And that includes Alex Saar from Perth, who, after he dominated in some preseason games in Las Vegas, was touted as the number one draft pick in the NBA for next year. So um, it's certainly a big rap, and there are big raps on Trenton Flowers. And let's hope he can go on from here and really show us what he's got. John, any update on reinforcements for the 36ers? Look, the speculation is that uh, Dejan Vasiljevic, who was a championship winner with Sydney last year, has been trying his luck in the NBA. Things haven't worked out as well as he would have liked. Now, he's been training with the 36ers and is keen to sign with the 36ers. Uh, The downside to that is that he, when he left the Sydney Kings, it was on the proviso that, yes, go to America and try your luck, but if you don't make it and you come back, then we have first call on your rights. So... Mm. There is that stumbling block there. Sydney, the owner, Paul Smith, can uh, make things tough. And why should he do any favours for the Adelaide 36ers? He might uh, pull rank here and say, well, look, we don't want you to play with Adelaide. And so you can't go and do it. So then it would get down to a contract negotiation. But Vasiljevic is the player that is available. And I'm not sure he's the best fit for Adelaide. I don't really think they need another guard. I think they need another big. And Tyler Cook, a player that we've spoken about in the past, who was the MVP. Yeah, Cookie, MVP of the preseason blitz, playing for the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Well, look, he's playing, uh, well, he's injured at the moment, but he is available. I spoke with him at the game on Saturday night about his long-term plans because I was told that once Alan Williams is fit, and that should be this Thursday and coming to Adelaide with the Phoenix, then that would be the end of the road for Tyler Cook, who's here as his injury replacement. And I said to Tyler Cook, I've been told you've got a big deal in Europe, and as soon as this is over, you're going there. Is that true? And he said, well... Not not completely. He said, I'm very happy. I love Australia. I like playing here. I said, would you listen to other offers from other teams? And he said, absolutely. So 
The door is now just ajar for a player like Tyler Cook. And as I say, he dominated the preseason blitz. He was the MVP, the Ray Borner medal winner. He's played in the NBA. And on the what we've seen of him so far in the NBL, he would be a very good pickup. So if the numbers can be made to add up to the right number and he is uh, encouraged to stay here in Australia, the 36ers, I'd be certainly making a play for him because he's an exceptional player. Okay, so you need to get into player management. You could be picking up 10% here. Be a nice little enough for you. You're at the coalface. You mix in these circles regularly at the 36ers. Uh, what's the mindset and the mood of management and CJ as well? Because the club, I mean, it's early days now, has underachieved a little bit in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, it has. And look, that's a massive boost, that win, because I have to say, I think if they went 0-5 and five mm. and lost to Illawarra, and as you mentioned, they were down six at three-quarter time, Zero and five has never been on the agenda in the Adelaide 36's 43 seasons. So uh, if you've hit rock bottom, then you'd have to uh, be speculating about the future of the coach. But this win has certainly eased the pressure on CJ and the players. And look, full credit to CJ and full credit to the fans as well who keep turning up in their numbers. I mean, there are other codes here in South Australia where you lose a few games and everyone wants to sack the coach and run riot all over the place. Name um, them, name them, Case. Come on, name them. Oh, (laughs) Ruch, Michelangelo Rucci might know a few of them, but um, uh, but the 36ers, um, look, I think overall they still need to keep winning games, and that's why these games on Thursday night against the Phoenix and Saturday night against Perth Huge. are so important because you keep winning and, uh, look, the pressure goes away. It solves all your problems, doesn't it? So um, I think uh, still a work in progress, but, um, you know, the players understand that, and I'm sure CJ understands that. It's a... Uh, you know, the whole competition revolves around win-loss like sports. So you keep winning and you've got no problems. You keep losing and don't make finals, then, well, perhaps the changes need to be made. So on that front, John, when you've heard the Sixers announce record membership over the weekend and it hasn't been the great start, what are they doing well to encourage people to turn up? Look, there's no doubt that the Adelaide Entertainment Centre has been a big yeah, winner for yeah. them. And people love going there. It's a tremendous yeah. environment to go and watch in, uh, any type of sport, or any type mm. of event. I'm sure everyone, uh, you guys have been there to see events there. Mm. But you know, the proximity to the CBD, you've got the tram right out the front. There's parking mm. right out the front. You go there, it's a two-hour window. You're indoors, spectacular entertainment. Uh, and it's all over, you know, as I say, just over two hours. So it's a great night's entertainment. And you can certainly, uh, it's yeah. one of the best sports entertainment products that you'll get because you are indoors. It is only two hours and it's high octane, lots of noise, dancing girls, music, the whole works. You can go and have a bit of fun and jump on a tram and you're back in the city in 10 minutes and, you know, you're having a great night out here in Adelaide. And if you're really lucky, you'll even bump into the great man, John Casey himself, the voice of basketball. (laughs) Hey, Case, a couple of word answers here. Uh, Your honest thoughts, Uh, South East Melbourne Phoenix, who wins that one? Look, uh, that's a tough one because the Phoenix were very impressive on Saturday night, but I'm going with the home team. I think Adelaide can beat them. So then they'll be two and four. And the Wildcats, we owe them one. We only played them two weeks ago. Yep, and uh, we're right in that game. Lost by seven a couple of weeks ago. Look, if Adelaide beat the Phoenix, they can certainly beat Perth. So I'm thinking they can win back-to-back. Love your work, Case. You can hear the great man uh, and you can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL live on ESPN, available via KO and Foxtel, and Sunday uh, via 10 Peach and 10 Play. Good on you, Case. We love your work. Let's hope it's two wins in a row, well, three in a row for the 36ers.
Always great to be with you. Hey, I'll leave you with this one. Mm. Today in the U.S., a USA college basketball game, a women's college basketball game. They played an open-air game on the school's football ground. Yep. 55,500 yes. fans rocked up. Wow. Absolutely spectacular. Yep. Who won? Iowa won. The home team got up, and uh, it set a record for uh, yeah. women's sport for basketball. Uh, going back just a few weeks, we had a volleyball game That's in the, the U.S. One. in similar mm. circumstances. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 92,000 yeah. fans rocked up. So that is incredible, it is all happening. isn't it? Uh, women's sport is on fire. Good on you, Case. We love your work. We'll speak to you again in the near future. Look forward to it. Thanks. Thanks soon, All we right. hope. Talking to, uh, speaking to people, Rooch, tomorrow on the yes. show, Josh Gablich will join us for the Good. second to last day of uh, Trade Radio. Uh, Montana McKinnon. The most unfortunate player in the history of world sport. I, I, she may not want to talk about it too much. She's not aware. Uh, she missed out on a grand final two years ago. Not for what she did, but what Potential to cause injury when ridiculous. didn't even make contact with ridiculous. someone. It was the most ridiculous judgment or tribunal hearing I've ever seen and heard. Uh, Alex Brosk will join us as well. I've got a big question for you. No, an opportunity is before the AFL. Remember when Magic Round was taken by the AFL and called Gather Round mm -hmm. and it was a big race between mm. Adelaide and Sydney, New South yep. Wales government, state government of South Australia. And we saw that as soon as Sydney was seen to be getting some currency, Peter Volandis from the mm -hmm. NRL said, bring it on. We'll take you. We'll embarrass you in our province. Mm -hmm. Well, the NRL is going to Las Vegas to start their season next year. Mm -hmm. The AFL is suddenly seeing an opportunity, a vacant Sydney, to open the AFL season in Sydney. And surprise, surprise, Roots, you're going to tell me that after what happened between Sydney and Adelaide that they'll be playing that game. Oh, I'm not sure that's, that's going what to be. I'm No, that's what I'm hearing. I'm not sure how that plays out. But that's what I'm hearing, well, that Adelaide, that's the gift from the AFL. That's hardly a gift to Adelaide. Why? An away game in Sydney. Hey, take it every time. They've got a good record there. Embrace it. Ooh. Where's the reward well, to Adelaide for hearing? that? What were you hearing? Oh, no, I'm just hearing that the well, season Well, the reward opener. is that it'll be a season opener or before the Richmond-Carlton game, possibly, or mm. a double header, and it's going to get uh, the eyes of the nation on it. I'd rather have that at Adelaide Oval, thank you, with better technology and goal umpires who use it. I love it when you turn into a Crow supporter. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just looking no, for what's are, right. You, you are, not supporting anyone there, Kim. But anyway, that's the AFL saying, okay, you're going to vacate town. Yep. We'll come in and we'll have our party. Well, a few people have been talking about that and I heard that it could be Adelaide. Interesting. Mm, so I would take that I'm any day of the week. I'm sure if that's it's a, a reward for Adelaide. No, if it's a season opener, it's a bloody big reward. I'm sure Crows fans would say I'd rather that at Adelaide Oval. Kim, I'll say it again. I know what you're saying, but I'm not I think you take spin either. Well, it's the season you're launching the AFL season as the away. You're team. one or two clubs. Mm. I'd take it every day of the week. Right. They deserve more than that, Kim. You're selling them out cheaply. <laughs> Fair dinkum. John Olsen, demand more. Mm. I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> no, I'm well, not allowed Kim, to say. You know that what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, you, you're getting a second prize. You're being there. a little bit dramatic. I well, think it's no. a damn good prize. I get it. I get well, that. Well, put it this way. Deserve if more that's than second that. prize, I'd rather that than third, fourth, fifteenth, sixteenth, and eighteenth. Get it, but Adelaide deserve more than that. Well, after they what don't. happened last year. They they don't. I think that's that's anyway. Agree mm. to disagree. Right. You, you you trying to be nice. It doesn't come natural. Um <laughs> what about this? I don't get it, Kimbo. Hello. Why would Adelaide take Asava? 
he doesn't want to play for them. Why waste the pick? And it doesn't a player's welfare come into it from Mickle? Mickle is tongue in cheek. Uh, no, no, no. It's quite serious. Well, it, yeah, Roach is saying it's serious. I don't think it'll happen. I'm just saying. Hawthorne is serious. Let, 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 yeah, let me finish. I'm just saying the irony, Mickle, just so you don't misunderstand yeah. what I'm saying. How would the irony be of Port Adelaide trying to get a Sava Radigalia for two years and then he goes to the draft? And Adelaide snaffled him. I'm just saying the theatre of it for the first showdown. It is not a hard sell for yeah. Adelaide to actually point out that he's better off playing for Adelaide than playing for Geelong, the same way Port Adelaide has done it. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. So it was tongue-in-cheek, Mickel. No. I'd be very, very, very surprised no, I, if that happened. What This would not shock us if all of a sudden at the last minute Geelong takes 25 and it's just been one big mm. game to be, make it look like as if they fought hard to keep him. Does anyone really believe that? Done. Mm. Just take the pick and move on. A few texts coming through from Brett. Good to have you back on, Kimbo. Thank you, Brettie boy. Everybody, stop and keep calm. Asava Radigalia will, capitals, be a part of Port Adelaide. Family and history in 2024. I'm giving you the hot tip. Fullback, interceptor with Alira Lear, Burton, McKenzie and Dan Houston and Miles Bergman. That will be our back line. Mm. Awesome. And Kimbo, haven't you learnt yet, players aren't going to the Camry Dodos. They have a terrible oh, culture. Oh, pretty boy. Not again. Yes. Um, not again. All right. Uh, you know, I think Jordan Dawson's enjoyed it. Mm. I think Rory Sloan's enjoyed it all his life. Uh, he may ask for six years, but he's not worth 450000 for those years. Anything over that is not good value. Oh, is that when I just... Well, tall defenders are getting far more than yeah. you would expect at the moment because... What, what, what is he worth, Rich? I just said that for oh, the sake of exercise. That's why I was curious. I said seven fifty. He would be... But what is the market telling us now? Because if Ben, well, ben McKay's eight fifty, well, what's he... the market telling you? Yeah, well, he's got to be six fifty seven, doesn't he? Exactly. You would imagine. You have to pay overs to get them. Don't you wish you were playing now, Kim? Oh, dear. Instead yes. of having to chip in to keep your club afloat, you'd be now owning seven houses, a yacht... <laughs> Uh, we did have to chip in quite a few did times. Did you ever? Um, yes. We went mm. to a number of those meetings. Yeah, the contracts mm. weren't worth a lot in those days. Well, even if they were. Even when you try to put them in today's figures, it's much better to be a footballer today. Oh, yeah. Here's a text. Uh, oh, Blake. Here we go. Hello, Blake. This will be deep and meaningful. Yes. Hats uh, on. Hats on. Hi, Kimbo and Roach. Trade period has been expertly orchestrated by Hutchie, who Hello. has an excellent grasp of Parkinson's law which states the amount of work to get through always matches time given to complete the work. Ah, very true. Cheers, Blake. Good yeah, on I've you, I've always Blakey wondered boy. if we turned it into a three-day fest, how much more would happen. And everyone argues, oh, they need that time. I go, well, for what? Now we've got players touring clubs mid-season. Mm. We don't really need 10 days, do we? Not really. No. But we know why it happens. All the theatre. Yeah, it is. It's on the... Everyone keeps everyone talking about the code. Mm. Um, what's Alan from Alberton? What did we do wrong here? Afternoon, Kimbo and the Roach. I can't believe you guys let Paul Bonzer bag the Adelaide Rams fans like that. They didn't want their coach sacked. What did I miss there? Sorry, our pal. We'll oh, have to revisit that tomorrow. Well, John Casey that? said you only have to lose a few games. Oh, right. Adelaide oh, Rams. Right. We got there. We got Adelaide there. Rams. Hang on, Rich. I think I've got 30 seconds. I'll read Lindsay's. Boys, I have nothing but admiration for Cripps and the team, but I, can see, I can't see how anyone can juggle that many balls without dropping one of them. Uh, even if he can't hope to land all four, surely. But if he does work the miracle, I'm wondering which one of these deals starts the domino effect from Lindsay. We'll find out, Lindsay. Uh, two days to go, four deals to do for Port Adelaide. Have a great evening. Good night, everyone. Hooroo.